if you don't mind a tingling spine or a lump in your throat, if you kind of get a thrill feeling the hair stand up on the back of your neck, or you just can't get enough of the eerie, turn down the lights, snuggle up with a blanket, and keep your feet tucked up safe because we've got a story for you. It happened to a friend of a friend. Hi. Hey. Want to hear something funny? Okay, yes, always. Go. Um, I had to drive around your block because I like the beginning of Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> I had to listen to it. So before coming in, I actually went around your block. I love it. And I'm just telling you now. That's okay. That's it's something that I would probably do. Oh, it was just so good. I was so into it. It was really loud. I didn't want your neighbors to like complain that's okay it's funny that's all right do you did you like crank it up yeah it was really I just like the beginning I don't know yeah gets you riled I like that I don't have to make out with my mic right now because usually I talk really close to it but when I tested my mic this afternoon I had to be farther away because otherwise it sounded weird so I'm hoping that my sound sounds good it sounds good yeah I I won't know until I go back so I'm like hunched into it like are you I don't know you're ruining your posture I know it's okay my big boobs have been ruining my posture for years (laughs) I wish I had that problem. Yeah, in case our viewers don't know. I don't have the boobies. I would happily (laughs) give you some. I'll take some. So how was your week? Good. Yeah? How was yours? It was pretty all right. We are recording still in December. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you wanted to know. That's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we're recording still in December, and we just found out that we're going into lockdown after Christmas. Doesn't affect me at all. No, because you've got the mat leave. (laughs) Yeah. I get to work from home, which I'm kind of excited for because the boys, well, the boys will be homeschooling that first week that they were supposed to go back to school, but then we'll still be on lockdown the two weeks after that. Yeah. So I'll be able to sort of, I don't want to say enjoy, but... Yeah. enjoy yeah be at home <laughs> coffee being home you can wear leggings to work every day i wore leggings <laughs> to work today what are you talking Did about you? yeah that's that's your second day your actually second it's time. my third day <gasps> sarah i know i wore leggings last week too you're addicted i truly am oh i know i'm loving wearing leggings and sweaters to work i feel like really kind of asshole-ish because part of me feels like you know what enjoy your family be grateful for you know realize what Christmas is about and be grateful and be happy and like lockdowns just kind of a reset sometimes but the other part of me is like you know what I'm so pissed off because I'm in retail and for years I would have killed for them to just be like mm, boxing days canceled <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. knowing that I have to go in on Christmas Eve and stay later and reset a whole store and then like on Christmas day I have to like not drink so heavily and be at the store <laughs> for 5 a.m which I mean is nothing compared to some other times but like that's like your whole life in retail yeah. all you want is to be canceled on boxing day or black oh, friday I understand. i work i did retail for various years yeah i worked i worked at the bay you know that and i know it's where we met i know good old shoe department right when i stalked you in high school i know a little bit <laughs> so i'm sarah i'm megan and this is it happened to a friend of a friend yay i love saying our name do you i do it's pretty fun it is fun I wasn't sure about it. I thought it might be too long, but I think I think it's okay. Yeah. I don't even think it's it just rolls off the tongue. You don't even need a short format. That's true. Not yet. Maybe we should try and come up with one in the new year. Yeah. Not right now. Resolution. Yeah, that we never keep. Yeah. I never I keep know. I never keep resolutions. Well, it's funny because we'll talk about it a little bit when um we talk about kind of our subject. Mm-hmm. But um I I think I got like a I had this like weird thing pop up when I was searching and it was like 
New Beginnings. Oh. And it was like, it's like this couple's getaway retreat for like, I don't know, like helping with couples therapy and stuff. But it seemed very strange. Okay. So like you're you're looking for your new beginnings with like <laughs> with a new cult. year. Yeah. And then going into what we're talking about. So yeah. All right. Do you want to get started? Sure. I will start. How often would you say do you scroll through Facebook and you see posts from like your friends showing off before and after photos asking if you want to work from home or maybe some old high school classmate sends you a friend request? Sometimes very sometimes these harmless posts or ads but more often than not it's kind of always related to like an MLM or as some people know it as multi-level marketing so how often um I get them a lot yeah because I've been in sales and management and stuff a lot yeah so I think people see that do you get people from like high school messaging you and being like hey girl hey hun I saw that you like makeup guess what I sell makeup yeah no yeah, yeah I get th- I get a lot yeah. And I, um, well, fortunately, like we have, we have in our contracts and stuff that we can't work for other companies and stuff, right? Yeah. It's, um, what's it called? Conflict of interest. So I'm like, yeah. oh, conflict of interest, peace. Or like a competition clause or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Or... So I don't even know if I have that in my contract, but I, <laughs> that's what I say. I'm, I'm sure it would be an issue. Yeah. I get it a lot and I get a lot of invites to groups supporting yeah. the MLMs. Yeah. See, I, if I get someone who I went from high, that I went to high school with, adding me as a friend I'm like all right you've had Facebook for how long and now you're adding me as a friend obviously it's for a reason but whatever I'll add an old high school person as a friend yeah but then I quickly get that message like hey how's it going how's the family um I also get friend requests from people who I have no idea who they are Mm -hmm. so I'll always creep their pages first because I'm like who the f are you yeah and you have a friend in common exactly I usually have like five friends in common but then I can very quickly see that they are part of like Sensi or mm-hmm. doTERRA or whatever I'm like okay you are just trying to get more clients yeah. like I and plus I don't even know who you are so forget I'm this. in that like um mom of young children situation too where that's where like it explodes as yeah. soon as you're at home with your children for like the first year or whatever that's when it's like you need this for your household if you want it to be a clean household right yes know. you know what I mean <laughs> Um, so have you ever bought anything? Because I do. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm really good friends with someone and they start to participate in, like, a multi-level marketing, I will support them and I'll join their their groups and whatever. I have bought stuff. Well, you like to shop and I like to shop and I like to try products. Yes, I do like to shop. So, yeah, there's some... There's- there, some of the stuff is good, if not maybe a little expensive. I do find it is it is more expensive than mm-hmm. usual. Like the sweater that I'm wearing right now, I got it from one of my friends who she sells um, silver icing. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think it's also kind of an MLM because it's like a it's a direct sales yeah, kind okay. of thing. But she's not intense with it. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, like she she has a separate Facebook group for her sales, mm-hmm. and she has her personal page, and she doesn't mix yeah. the two so like her personal page has nothing to do, do with yeah, with her sales her page. which that's I awesome. like that's how it should be yeah because I find but there's, there's pressure there's so much pressure to make well, your life about it sometimes I was I was talking to her the other day and she even said that she she doesn't try and recruit people she doesn't do that she just does it because she likes clothes and it's fun and it's something for her to do yeah so but she enjoys it my sister has like those awesome bags and every time I see them I'm like I want that thing and she's like it's 31 it's that's one of the brands oh, that yep, does the same yep. thing yeah and I'm like I see her stuff often and I'm like, I want one of those. I want one of those. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I understand because 
I want it just because I see it and I see its function. Right. Yeah. Like some obviously some of the brands are decent. Do you have any scentsy? Um, I do. I have scentsy. I prefer candles. Yeah. But I do have. Scentsy. I prefer clothes. Yeah. So I I get clothes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. So obviously we are talking. I am going to talk about the history of MLMs. Okay. And then Megan is going to get into Nexium. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a bit of a Which backstory. Which is kind of like MLM and MLM too. So yes, well <laughs> that's just and that's why I'm going to go first because I'm going to kind of give an MLM back backstory. Yeah, and you're going to give the full episode kind of thing. Which is funny because I was try- I kind of looked into MLMs a little bit because I knew you were talking about them because I knew I, I was talking about something pertaining to it and I was like this is like a, a lot. It's actually pretty heavy. I was like this is for another day or Sarah will tell me enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go through it. Yeah, I don't try to sell me an oil. I don't need oil for anything other than cooking. Yeah, I, I don't. Don't need... approach me. I'll approach you if I want to buy something. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> I'm that person. I I am the kind. Of, I am very influenced by what I see. So if I mm-hmm. see stuff on Facebook that looks cute or interesting, I will mm-hmm. message you and be like, "Hey, can I get that?" Yeah. So don't worry. I, you don't need to high pressure sales me. I will come to you if I think it's cute. Yeah. Fair. Where did MLMs start? While Avon has sort of been around since like the late 1800s, the legit first MLM business was the Neutralite Company. It was founded in 1943 in California, and it used to be called California Vitamin Company. Mm. Um, I'm not really going to go into a whole lot of about like these MLMs. I'm just kind of getting, like we said before, I'm not doing a deep dive on yeah, this. I'm yeah. just kind of scratching the surface to give an overview. Okay. Yeah. So just just so we're all clear of that. Mm-hmm. So the company grew and two of the members separated from Neutralite and formed Amway. And I guess Amway is infamous for being like kind of the original pyramid scheme. Okay, because I've when, heard that. Word yeah, but when they before. went to court, it was found that they weren't a pyramid scheme because they weren't trying to like overly recruit people okay. or whatever. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, if you want to Google Amway and find it all out, again, okay. not doing a deep dive, no. scratching the surface. Okay. First of all, what is the difference between MLMs and a pyramid scheme? Is one illegal, one not? Well, well yes. Yeah, pyramid so schemes, it is? Well, that's one of the differences. Okay. Yeah, pyramid yeah. schemes are illegal. One's like actually about product and sales and one's just about recruitment to make other people money. Is that what it is? Pretty much, yeah. So MLMs are products that are sold in person. So either like directly to your customer, Um, you can go, to, you have like Tupperware parties or Avon parties. So you go to someone's home and you sell the products there. Um, You do them online or like at those vendor sales mm-hmm. that were really big before covid hit yeah. and you couldn't do them anymore and i i ran one one time and like sensi is always the first one to be like i'll be there oh really people love it yeah so yeah so that's how mlms work it's like direct person to person kind of sales mm-hmm. um members are often considered to be like business owners or distributors they are also sometimes called hunbots what Hunbot. What? H-U-N. What? Yeah. Because it's like, you know, like when your old high school chum messages you and they're like, hey, hun. Hi, hun. Oh, you you really have it like against the huns. No, it, this is what I found <laughs> I know, in my I research. Know, okay. This has come up before, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the research that I found. That hunbot sounds like what I'm going to be talking about. Well, there you go. <laughs> See? It's all connecting. It's all connecting. We did this on purpose. I've never heard that before, but that's funny. Yeah. I like it. So that's kind of what they're called. And it also, and I'm sorry if you are an MLM person listening out there, Mm -hmm. but you're not a business owner. (laughs) I think that's, I think that's fair. I mean, Tupperware is a company. They already have a name behind them. Same with Avon. Yeah. 
That's All true. of these things are already a business. You are a direct seller of this product. Yeah. yeah. Direct I, seller makes a lot more it just, sense. It, it just bugs me when people are like, yeah, boss babe. But that's because you're selling it. That's part of your recruitment process is to give it a name that sounds more appealing, right? Like, so for instance, in retail, and my whole life hasn't been retail, but for instance, in retail, like people really want that management title sometimes, like yeah. or that supervisor title. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I've had people work in key holder positions or supervisor positions and they're the same thing. Yeah. And it's just a word. Yeah. I, I don't like the word business, business owner. owner. When yeah. you have an MLM. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And because business owners work really freaking hard for it. Or entrepreneur. Yeah. Or um, like to me, an entrepreneur is somebody who came up with the idea. Yeah. And they are hustling to get this stuff done. Yeah. If you're selling Tupperware, I understand that you're still hustling mm -hmm. to sell the product, mm -hmm. but you didn't come up with Tupperware. Sorry, hun. So, yeah, so I love being called hun. Okay, well, I'm not going to call you hun because I don't like that. <laughs> anyway, so money is made from an MLM by selling the products to customers who have no affiliation with the MLM. So like if you had Sensi and you sold to me, that's how like you would make your money kind of thing. Yeah. It wouldn't be like a Sensi person selling to a Sensi person kind of thing. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That's what I'm taking from this. A person also makes money by recruiting other distributors and earning commission based on what they buy and sell to their customers. So I think that's kind of the gray area mm -hmm. with it where, but I don't think the emphasis is as much on the recruitment um, MLMs pay you based on sales rather than relying on recruiting other members. Okay, yeah. So even if you, like, obviously you do want to recruit people because you want to make some commissions off of what they sell. Yeah. But you don't get money for recruiting them. Yeah. They have to sell, sell for yeah. you to get money. Yeah. So if they're not selling anything, you're not making any money. Yeah. So it's more sales oriented based. Right. Yes. Now with pyramid schemes, in a pyramid scheme, there is more emphasis, like I said, on recruitment of new distributors. And you are required to usually buy product regularly, even if you already have like an obscene amount of it to use or sell already. Like you just have to keep buying it, say like once oh, a month. Oh, so you have to put your money up front yes. to purchase the product and then you only make your money off of selling your right. pre-purchased product. Okay. And I think with a pyramid scheme, they want you to constantly be purchasing the product. So if you're like, well, I already have five cases here like I haven't even sold this yet like well you gotta buy more you have to buy this once a month yeah kind of thing so I think that's where it gets kind of I feel steamy. like I've heard of that before or like I think I remember there maybe was maybe one of the companies I think you would buy a kit or something one of the companies that somebody was trying to well get I think that's why a lot of MLMs will also say like there's no sign up fee there's no kits to buy there's no product to buy I think that's why they try to make that known so that you, you don't go into it thinking mm -hmm. it's a pyramid scheme there was a king of the hill episode where I think Peggy got roped into a pyramid scheme she was selling like protein bars or something and then there's that episode of the office where michael gets everybody into the conference room and he's like okay i have to send these long distance calling cards it's my friend and then he's recruiting three people and then i and then jim goes up and he like draws a triangle yeah over uh, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and michael's like i gotta make a phone I know call what you're talking about. i know what you're talking about yeah so yeah, so there is often various fees for marketing material or training with a pyramid scheme. And there's constant promises of like vacations, 
prizes, cars. cars, bonuses that sort of only a select few actually receive. Mm-hmm. Like not everybody yeah. gets like the to top these echelon. Points. Exactly. Yes. The true like hustlers who are posting five times a day about mm-hmm. their hair care products or makeup or whatever it is. Yeah. They are kind of similar like MLMs and pyramid schemes. So it's really important to be aware of like the terms and what you have to actually do to make money. Mm-hmm. To make sure that you aren't paying for merchandise or that you have to recruit yeah. all these people in order, in order to. Yeah, you want to make sure it's pretty much based on your sales. Yeah, okay. That's fair. And so, and like I said, it's there's kind of like a gray area with, with the MLMs being you don't need to pay fees or anything like that. So I always kind of look at it as a pyramid scheme because you do kind of need the people under you mm-hmm. to make money because you are kind of making money on what they're making. So what's a Ponzi scheme? That you I know that? I didn't look into that. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I like I don't even know if I think that's really I, I think I'm Ponzi, probably sounding not smart right now. So but. I kind of I kind of read something very quick on it and I could be wrong and I'm sorry if I'm describing it wrong. So I think a Ponzi scheme, I think it goes back way way like early 1900s kind of thing. I think it started with some guy who was selling, I don't know, it was like insurance or something. Are you looking it up? I am. Okay. No, just keep going though, because I'm wanting. So I think it, they like put money into the pot, and they were buying shares of things. But then, like, eventually, you stop getting people to contribute, right? So once stop people contributing, there's no money coming in, so nobody's making money because it's not being filtered to the top, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of what happens with the Ponzi scheme is that people just stop contributing, so then there's no more money. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Actually, you're right. And it says, because it says like the people, the early investors start making money, but then after that. Right. Because if you get in after there's already been like 30 groups, Mm -hmm. chances are no one else is going to come in after you. So your money is just filtering to the top. You're not seeing any because there's nobody coming in behind you. Yeah. And so that's the more fraudulent, like illegal... Yeah. yeah, that one just kind and of And that's comes... purposefully done. It's not really MLM. Right. So the only one that would truly probably benefit from that until it comes crashing down is the person that starts it. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of like chain letters. <laughs> <laughs> Those sons of bitches too. With Don't them. send me a chain letter, please. And I mean, I'm sorry because it's some really nice people that sometimes send those like Facebook Messenger things, like pass it along. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to pass it Ever. along. So that's kind of, again, scratching the surface of pyramid schemes and MLMs. Now, how MLMs are similar to cults. I have a question. Go. Why so Why do businesses choose to do MLMs? Is it because it, it cuts out a lot of things like storefronts and stuff I like think that? So. Because that would, that some would, products are pretty good. That would be my guess. Like they don't have to set up in a store. They can get the product directly to the customer. Because like I said, you could have Tupperware parties or uh, whatever parties, like 31 gift parties mm-hmm. or doTERRA Like doTERRA, parties. you just go through and click your little boxes of what you want, I think. And exactly. Just... And it's, it's a lot easier now, too, because a lot of the representatives, they have usually like their own little website link. Mm-hmm. So you can still buy it directly from like when I buy these clothes from my friend who does silver icing, she has like her own little website link. So I go to her. Mm-hmm. So I'm buying it from her as the distributor for it. So she gets whatever commission she's making off of selling it yeah. to me. Okay. But yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's just a more direct way. Because we don't it. have anything against these MLMs. I mean, we obviously use some of the products and exactly. stuff like I, that. Yeah. I, would ne- I am never going to be a distributor of an MLM. I find it frustrating when people constantly post on their personal Facebook page yeah. about all this stuff. I don't care. Yeah. But I mean, 
I'll support my friends. Yeah, I do, do too. Do what you want to do. Don't recruit me. Yeah. Because I'm not going to sell it, but I might buy it off of you if it yeah. looks cute. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, I get asked a lot, but I just, I have a career and I'm happy and I don't really have. Well, I know a lot of people who sell it have careers. Yeah. Like some of my friends who are teachers sell it. I think also it's just kind of something to sort of do on the side. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you like the stuff, I think it's a way to get the stuff too. At- yeah, I think I think representatives, I think they get discounts. And I think when you have parties, you get, I think, a certain amount of product back if you sell a certain amount. Yeah. And the hosts of the parties will usually get like a discount if a certain amount is sold at their party yeah. or whatever. There's always some kind of some kind of deal, right? Yeah, I hear it. I'll buy it off you sometimes if I choose to. I'm never going to sell it. For you. Yeah. I'm never going to sell an MLM. It's it's too much work. So what is the cult part of the MLMs? Because I know sometimes you feel it. Yes. So how they're kind of similar to cults. And I'm not saying MLMs are cults. No. Nope. I'm not saying that. Just they have kind of a, some of them have a cultish feel about it. Yeah. So the first one, cults sort of promise like a utopian like existence and MLMs kind of do that as well when they say like it's easy money you can do what you love you can work from home and I'll like it also it usually ends up that most people in MLMs will lose money really rather than make it most of the time yes like a lot of the research I found said that very few people make the top earnings that is to like quit your job and be able to do it some people do yeah i'm sure some people do but for the most part that doesn't happen there's some kind of like charismatic leader founder or ceo that gets you like really pumped to sell and makes Mm -hmm. all these promises and stuff like that so that's usually a cult trait there's like these success secrets and those who fail are said to have like a negative mindset and I think cults yeah, kind of do they that. Do. Yeah. Members are told not to listen to those who disapprove and they are just seen as like negative people. So if people are telling you don't sell that, why would you sell that? Yeah. They're told to just don't listen to them. They're naysayers. Yeah. They don't appreciate what, what you're doing. Yeah. Don't even bother with them. Exactly. Uh, the structure of an MLM can sometimes be confusing and a little secretive. Like there's platinum platinum level and gold level status mm-hmm. and associate platinum gold level like it's all there's jargon and that's it, what yeah. cults do too jargon as deflections or yes exactly yeah, yeah. there and like and, and along those lines there's various reward levels and success levels and titles but it's really hard to figure out and get to yeah like i said before a small percentage of those people get like Actually the, get there. the pink mary Kay car or whatever it was yeah <laughs> Also similar to cults, they play, they play, they prey on weak and vulnerable people. And we're not saying you MLMers out there are, that's all it, no. are weak or vulnerable people. You're probably strong, badass women, which exactly. is why you use hashtags like bad boss. Exactly. But that doesn't necessarily mean that. Some are. Yeah. So yeah, so things such as like financial pressure, mm-hmm. dead end jobs, yeah. wanting to work from home, or just loneliness. Because MLMs, similar to cults, they bring together a sense of community. Yeah. Right? Because- and it is like, because that's what you do. Like if it's a wellness thing, you're it's a culture of wellness. And you, if you do get to go to a conference about it, or if you do get to, when you start talking to people that are doing it, it is very like positive and yep. like buy into their culture. And yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. It feels that way. I think that's what it is when you are going to some of these um house parties and stuff sometimes sometimes it's that feeling that you get that's like this is yeah like this is the whole culture is presented to you well and you feel comfortable with these people and again with the loneliness like you you find a niche group of and i'm going to say 
women because the majority of MLM sellers and distributors are women. Yeah. You find like this group of women who share your ideas and they have the same like enthusiasm for things as you do and they're probably in the similar situations as you so you connect, right? Yeah. So that's Oh it, man, we're going to get so like if anybody listens to us, we're going to get hate mail. But I'm looking for I don't uh, even maybe care. We'll, maybe I'll read it online. Okay, you should. All right. And address and apologize if need be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so MLMs or cults as well, they sort of present good opportunities and they try to alleviate this feeling of like loneliness and where do I belong and stuff like that. And then just another one I have, a person may be encouraged to do things they may not normally do, such as always talking about their product and constantly posting on social media and always hyping the brand. Like, yeah. you know, someone is truly into their MLM brand when you go out for dinner or whatever with them and like, yeah, did you did you notice my hair? It's so great because of this product that I'm using yeah. that I sell and that I have a case full in my car. Yeah, in case you want some, <laughs> just try it. Just if you want some, I'll give it to you. Like, yeah. no, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Which isn't something you would normally socially do with a friend and then all of a sudden you have your friends that are doing that. Exactly. Which is totally Yeah, for sure. Weird. So like I said, not all ML not MLMs are cults or bad. It just kind of depends on how much emphasis is put on like recruitment and fees and product purchases. Many MLMs, like I said, target women typically because they have also large social media contacts, mm -hmm. like through Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Like we're all on it. So they're targeted to women because yeah. it's like, hey, this person could sell a whole bunch of skincare products because yeah. look at all the friends they have on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And they, and, and as well as like just regular friend groups. In the past, like with say Tupperware and Avon, which are some of the older sort of direct sales, mm -hmm. they were typically geared towards like stay-at-home moms or housewives. To make a little income, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah because they wanted to I feel. That still kind of happens sometimes. Yeah. Like I find a I lot of people. a little extra income right now, but I'm not doing that. Exactly. See a lot of. I could think of other ways. A lot of moms on mat leave might start sell might start selling it because you can be home. Mm -hmm. You can post on Facebook that you have all this stuff. You don't even have to do anything. Yeah, I could probably sell the shit out of some stuff right now. Exactly. And I think that's where a lot of a lot of women in particular mm -hmm. kind of get the idea to do it because they're at home yeah. anyway. And you're at mommy and me groups. You're at your I, groups. You're having your again, not right now during COVID, but you're having your friend dates. You're it's very easy to like, oh, by the way. Again, the social circles that women have, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's not really a whole lot of daddy and me groups no. they exist don't get me wrong yeah. but there are definitely more mommy and me you groups. know the dad in that mom group though is like oh really my my kid needs that and they're like i'll just buy a shit ton i'll buy your whole trunk full right now <laughs> no <laughs> kevin would never go no? in for no no that's funny absolutely my not goodness. so yeah so i think the harm kind of starts whenever you see someone post all the time with their mlm with their mlm that's kind of when it gets that culty like okay mm -hmm. relax like yeah. we've all seen your posts or whatever. And like like I keep saying, like I, I know people who are part of MLMs. And like I said at the beginning, they keep their selling separate from their personal page. I see their selling because I'm part of their Facebook group yeah. for the products. Yeah. But if I wasn't part of that group, I would never see it. Yeah. And I think uh, I, I like that because if I want to buy it, 
I'll see it and post it in the group. And again, the well, you have that I'm a business, so you have a side. You call it your side hustle, but My you kind of hustle, have your own yeah. business. You do photography, and yes. you do not shove that down people's throats at all. Like it's more like I try not. You have to. your clients that know about it, or it's word of mouth. You have your it's, but you're not constantly posting your. But see, I also. <laughs> I could Stop if I want if I wanted it to be just my job, mm-hmm. then I could probably hustle it a little more than I do. Yeah. But I don't want it to be my my nine to five. Yeah. I don't want to have to hustle that much because I could throw a rock probably down the street and hit another photographer. Like yeah. there's so many of us. Yeah, it, yeah. There's so much, especially in Niagara, because yeah. there's so much weddings and stuff that happen here. Yeah. I don't want to have to have that much competition I just want to do it on the side yeah have fun I love the regulars that I have still yep when I get contacted Mm -hmm. for the from the random person that contacts me I love meeting new people I don't want it to be my nine to five yeah yeah so that's kind of a little bit about MLMs and again how they kind of relate and I think the ones that are more culty aren't the ones that really stick like I think the ones that I don't know there's just so many yeah there are a lot like and I didn't realize it until um a few years ago I think maybe five or so years ago I started like this mom group on Facebook and it was for moms who had their own businesses Mm mm-hmm and a lot of them I realized were direct sales. And I was like, how many of these direct sales? Like, I hadn't even heard of some of them. Yeah. I, I think all I knew of was like Avon and Tupperware. Like, I had never heard of doTERRA and It Works and 31. And yeah. oh my gosh, there's so many of them. There's so many. Yeah. So what Again, are you? Again, nothing against them. They no, nothing know. against them. Do you, All right, well, you do use. I'll do mine. Okay, so while well, my because my story starts with um, an MLM. <laughs> That's why we did the backstory first. Yes, there's a an MLM called Consumer Byline in nineteen in the nineteen nineties, and it was actually closed because of due to investigation for being a pyramid scheme. Uh huh. The creator of Consumer Byline was Keith Rainier. Rainier, I don't know. That's he probably prefers a fancy way. I'm really bad <laughs> with names. I always will be. That will never change. Please don't correct me. After that, it was actually kind of a blessing in disguise that he lost his business because he started a huge new business called Nexium. Dun dun dun. Uh, where he was able to not only run a pyramid scheme cult, but a sex pyramid. Not a sex pyramid, a sex pyramid. (laughs) A sexy pyramid? It gets a little intense. There could be sexy pyramids or sex pyramids (laughs) happening. Um, But I think we're going to try to do this in two parts because it's just way too much. Okay, so when you are good, just say, Good. We're done with part one and you end it. You've heard of Nexium through me, but did you hear of Nexium before me? Absolutely, because I listen to a lot of true crime. So, yes. Okay. I'm obsessed with Nexium, which is why you let me do this story. Exactly. I'm obsessed with it because the girl from Smallville is involved in it. Yeah, and you like... I like Smallville and, and stuff like that. pop yeah. culture type yeah. stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I think it, in part two is where we'll really get into her involvement. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm obsessed. I, like, want to go to school to become a cult expert now. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're... So when you're, when you're actually watching these shows or reading the headlines or following this like and it's very relevant right now because they they're getting charged right now oh yeah Yeah. absolutely it's like reading tabloid headlines all the time like it's a new headline and you're like what yeah that too yeah so it's kind of intense so what is nexium what do you know what do you know the basics of it or do you just what do you know about it i don't know i don't know i feel like i know stuff but i can't recall it i know it started as like an mlm or something so you know, so you hear Nexium and you know cult and sex cult and branding. Pretty, right? much. Pretty much. 
Okay, yeah. so I'm going to talk a little bit about like the actual cult part of it and what it is and the programs and stuff, okay? Okay, do it. Okay, let's start with, because it will become relevant. I'm going to read. Would you say, let's start at the very beginning? A, a very, very good, good place, place to start. start. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, go. Okay, so I am going to read a little bit about what the definition of a cult okay um also we should probably at the beginning and end talk about like if you think you are in a cult and you need help i don't have a helpline number do we, you no okay but we will maybe... email us yeah, email us or like what do they say on my favorite murder call your dad you're in a cult oh okay do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly so there is this place that i maybe work for in the future called international cultic studies association oh you should send in an application um i'm gonna start i'm gonna start going to school for this for sure <laughs> so they define a cult as a group or movement exhibiting great or excessive devotion or dedication to some person idea or thing and employing unethical manipulative or or coercive techniques of persuasion and control. For example, isolation from former friends and family, debilitation, use of special methods to heighten suggestibility and subservience, powerful group pressures, MLMs, Uh information management, suspension of individuality or critical judgment, promotion of total dependency on the group and fear of leaving it. Um, It's designed to advance the goal of the group's leaders and to the actual or possible detriment of members, their families, or their community even. So... It's a big it's a big one, but it's funny because once you kind of look at those or even hear them, right, when you're learning about some of these cultures or groups, alarm bells go off automatically because you see that in like these this definition. Right. Nexium, this is gonna be like a big one. I feel like you're getting ready. <laughs> I know. You're okay, like so... taking a lot of deep breaths and you're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna do this. Woo! Let's go. Do you need me to crack a bottle of wine open? I might need you to crack a bottle of wine open while I get started. Is that okay, okay for do you care that there's background noise or you want I... to well, I can just quietly get up, and if people hear background noise, it's just me going to the kitchen to get some wine. Background. Do you need me to, like, interject at any point? Or are you good to just talk um, I'll bit? get started, and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. I'll be right go back. Go get my wine. Okay. I drank um, a ton of mulled wine yesterday, <laughs> three bottles, um, into the mulled wine. It was a lot. So Nexium is, I'm going to, again, read something else. So Nexium was a group founded by Keith Ranieri and um, Nancy Salzman, and I will talk a little bit about them as well. But from the website of Nexium, this is what they said about themselves. Now, their website is taken down right now because most of the leaders <laughs> and main players are have been arrested, although not all have been charged with various crimes. So Nexium describes itself as society, government, religion, family. All human systems are made up of people. Large-scale change must therefore find its root in the individual. If we are to create a noble civilization, this transformation must begin by looking inward. Nexium is a new ethical understanding that allows you to create an internal framework that reflects your best self and offers the resources to manifest that vision into a reality. It allows you to explore your most fundamental nature and begin to redirect your power of creation, a power that we all possess in a very human sense. The Nexium philosophy is expressed through its various companies, their contributions, and most importantly, the individuals who work together to create a better world. Lot, right? That's a lot. But so, I, I just gave you a glass of wine, so so if you, hopefully that cheers. helps. It. Cheers. So if you are looking for self-help in the new year, this could be a great. Should I, should I look to Nexium? No, hell no. <laughs> 
So basically what it is, is it's a self-help group offering to get at the root of people's problems and basically fix people, (laughs) (laughs) fix people, and offers programs to do so. So what these programs are called are ESPs. So ESP is um, Executive Success Programs. So these are courses that you can take to better yourself. Now, Nexium, they basically are gearing these programs, not necessarily to the weak and vulnerable, which is something we see in cults. You talked about that, right? Yep. But they actually went wanted more powerful and more influential people involved. Okay. So they actually geared them towards people who like are business owners. Um, they a lot of people in the entertainment industry, which Scientology also does, right? Yes. Like the more notoriety, the better. But they're basically trying to get successful individuals to be more successful in their lives. Okay. Right? It's funny because not necessarily talking about my current job, but through years of management and courses and stuff like that, I've actually seen similar methodologies to doing things and a lot of them like you see similarities in Scientology which we can cover one day that's gonna be like a (laughs) five-parter but they're basically workshops that you take and I've taken workshops and some of them are very productive and um, one thing that I learned uh, I talked to my spouse about was filters yeah losing your filters on shit was one of the most mind-blowing things that I learned and that was it's basically like when you start your day when you do any action you you have a preconceived notion of something and if you lose that preconceived notion would you go about your day the same way or would you act or talk to a person the same way right so you see somebody that you basically judge the book by its cover and then you're like this person automatically like you know this person is this way and so you're going to treat them this way but what if you lost that filter what if like I remember I worked at a winery and this guy came in and he looked like a bum and I remember they were like you need to go upstairs and get the winemaker and I was like why and they're like he owns the most successful winery in California (laughs) he's a winemaker and owner and he's like a billionaire yeah and he looked like a bum and if you lose that preconceived notion of what you think you see you lose that filter and that's that's made me successful for years with that jargon I still use that I use that with my staff and that came from a workshop yeah so if you like go and you sit and you have especially for some of these beginner courses and they have something that is life altering for you you're going to want to buy more courses absolutely especially if you see or feel a difference right yeah especially if you're already feeling like less than what you could be and then you go to these and it raises your self-esteem you're like Mm -hmm. yeah I'm pumped I can do this I can be this awesome person that I know I can be yeah and and when things get you thinking or when you get excited about things you basically buy into it absolutely and you're and you're there and you're ready and so the difference with Nexium versus some of these religious groups is that the religious group preys on that individual that maybe has an addiction or something and they hit them very emotionally okay very early on and they're obviously lacking something in their life right they're obviously trying and they use different methods to do it whereas with Nexium, they are trying to take an individual that it's not necessarily about their vulnerability right away it's just about self-improvement to like hit that next goal for them yep. and that's very like it's a big high when you're there right and some of them yeah. I mean some, of them, some individuals are going to be lost obviously so yeah so there are lots of programs that you can take within that I'll talk about as well I'm going to talk about the two key players so Keith Ranieri and he's known as Vanguard oh okay which is (laughs) I'm not looking up the meaning of Vanguard right now but it's basically somebody a teacher on a spiritual journey like a traveler of the mind okay ridiculous you can google it and then prefect which is a teacher yes um I know that from Harry Potter yes Because the older kids were all prefects of the houses. So the prefect is the second in command and her name is Nancy Salzman. So because Keith's crimes are heinous and sexually oriented, he's getting a lot of play. 
But Nancy's kind of the real brains behind it. She's a psychiatrist and she has extensive training in hypnotherapy. Okay. So basically she, it's linguistic programming and like the military uses this. If you know about the Montreal experiments, I don't know if you know about. No. It was like in the 60s they did these mind control experiments. Okay. I might have, I might know it if you like go into it. Maybe it can be something that we do. So it's that kind of stuff. Basically they use, it's using like language and stuff to manipulate your perceptions okay and it's really deep it's like like i said this is like that military type stuff it's like reprogramming you by using certain techniques okay so when you're talking to people so part of these programs they have these things called ems and um, basically like it's a one-on-one meeting so ems stand for explorations of meaning and what it is is like you constantly question the person to get to like a memory of where they were they like a traumatic experience so this is where the emotional comes into it and like starting to dig into people the EMs are where people actually really have their breakthroughs and that's kind of what cements them the most. So two things happen EMs when you actually three. One is you're going to have a profound moment where you're going to have like an aha moment where you something clicks for maybe why you are the way you are, or why you struggle with something. Mm-hmm. You're also being start you're also starting to be manipulated with like the language and right. the thought process and how you should think. And then the third thing is you're actually giving information without knowing it. Without knowing it yeah to be manipulated and down the road when it gets in part two when we talk about the some of the sex cult stuff that stuff's really important because do they kind of use it against you well there is collateral involved <laughs> so is it like how mind readers work where they like they try to get information to... out of you without you knowing it and then they're like does anyone here have someone starts with an a in their life sort of i think i think there's a south park episode about that and i forget what character it is they're like debunking it all yeah. yeah 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 yes so down the road it's sort of like that but not like that so down the road um they use the ems a lot for manipulation especially with the inner circles and stuff so if somebody comes and they're uncomfortable with an experience any experience they want you to have an em about it go have an em about it okay especially if they know you because they were your and there is there's a lot of like it goes into a master slave scenario so yeah there's a lot of using your issues like people saying that's your issue that's your fear remember your em where you did this and then they're using it against you to manipulate you yeah so it happens quite a bit and this literally happens in like the first week of the first main workshop oh, okay so they do so, so it starts like right off the gate yeah so they like they offer an intro workshop which is everyone says feels a little weird and then but intriguing and then enough to kind of get you into it and you probably like start to get comfortable with the people that are you are around and yeah because and you well, let your barriers down you start letting your yeah. barriers down because you start it starts gentle and then and you probably start to realize down. all these people have the same experiences as me and they have the same feelings as mm-hmm. me so I can let my story out and tell this yeah. stuff and I feel comfortable with it yeah which was so then you do then you do like a five-day course after that okay and that five-day course is usually where you have your first em and then your em is where you have a breakdown and an aha moment and it's almost cathartic it's like going to a really good therapy session mm-hmm. and then you might leave that and you might put something into practice and feel really good and then it's interesting so you might want to take some more courses or learn a little bit more and you've gone down the rabbit hole you've gone down the rabbit hole and when you're it comes in to, yeah <laughs> and it's kind of like those MLMs too. Like you do sometimes do uh, take a weight, something like a weight loss supplement. You start to see results and you yep. see them fast and you are down the rabbit hole and you're recruiting people. So because you're probably like the one small percentage that it worked for. So you're like, no, no, it really worked. No. Okay, yeah, yeah. It. yeah. So it is. It's very, it was, it's very interesting and it can be very 
pragmatic. Immediately, they treat the prefect. So the prefect is one of the first people that you hear about, Nancy Salzman. And she, they kind of have like a welcome module for her. And she's talking. And again, she's already like started probably the linguistic programming where she knows what buzzwords to hit to like hit people okay and to get them in because she knows what she's doing and they present her on the screen and she becomes a little bit elusive but right away they say like you can feel that she's like a powerful starter of the company and you kind of see her right away but you don't have access to her yeah and then once you do the five-day course they start talking about vanguard and same thing he's got this like notoriety that he's so big and amazing he's He's the charismatic leader exactly and he's like he just touted that he's like a genius he's a scientist he's a jiu-jitsu i don't know competition winner or whatever is he like like a self-proclaimed self-proclaimed all i want to be a self-proclaimed something self-proclaimed awesome i mean i in our like intro episode i'm like a self-proclaimed lush yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm not that i'm a self-proclaimed shopaholic we need to work on our self-proclaimed. I think we neither do. of them are very. They're not very good. I'm not a know-it-all, but I think I'm like authoritative. I don't know. We'll work on it. We're working on it. All right. Okay. Stay tuned for part two yeah. on our self-proclaims. <laughs> yeah. That's a part two <laughs> coming to you. Um. So right away, they kind of like just have these kind of elusive characters. Okay. And they say they're kind of weird. So you get in, you start taking these courses. They're kind of interesting. Tony Robbins is I don't know if you've ever like watched a Tony Robbins I know who he is I've never watched if you've ever done like seen some of the self-help stuff or when you TED Talks TED Talk one of the guys was on a TED Talk so the guy who I hate um, TED Talks yeah but people love them because it's a way to see things differently and there's a lot of self-help in TED Talks and people love TED Talks yeah I don't not a TED Talk person I've seen a couple that are okay but I'm not they always like follow the same formula. Yeah. It's like, get really excited. Tell a sad story about my life. Look at this picture of the globe. Now look at me pointing over here to this. <laughs> now here's another sad story. It's dynamic though, right? It is dynamic. Yeah. And there's a formula definitely to it. And that's what people respond to. Right. And it's funny because there's a few um, things that I could say that I think are culty that maybe haven't been kind of out there. And they're involved in TED Talks. And actually, um, one of the guys from Nexium that's way up there did a TED Talk. Oh, really? Yes. So he's actually, um, if you if you watch The Vow, which is really good, if you... Are, what is that on? I've looked for it. It's Where on, can I, I find think it's it? HBO. Okay, so I don't I have it on it. Crave. I don't have Crave with HBO. Oh, Crave is so good. Oh, I have Crave. So it's, it's got to be HBO I just then. don't have it with HBO. So The Vow's good. Um, the Vow, the guy who kind of created The Vow, he's he is a filmmaker and he got into Nexium relatively early and he was way up there and he got out and it's presented very well because it's prevented it's presented in a way like it was beautiful to them like it's not that they're defending themselves but like to them like this was their culture and they loved it and they were happy until they weren't yeah and um, it's a just an interesting way of looking at it instead of just going dark right away seduced which is the other one is about one of the girls who got out and that one's a little darker and starts to dive deeper okay and a little more dramatic um and that's with india oxenberg and her mom and she just talks about she talks more about part two which is um which is the sex cult we should stop talking about part two okay it's not going to be out for like probably a while yeah and people are gonna be like how about part two that's that's how you keep them hooked (laughs) so anyways so they have all these other programs they have programs 
Like they have fitness programs called like one's called XOSO and it's a fitness program. They have an ethicist program. So how to be ethical. Okay. <laughs> they have Jeunesse is a woman's program. So it's for women to get together and build each other up. It's really great. And then they have SOP, which is the Society of Protectors, which is a man's program. <laughs> Even when you hear their names like Society of Protectors, does that like weird you out a little bit? A little bit. Yes. Yeah. But like what the F does that mean? So it's a basically it's not like men posturing but like allowing men to fit into the roles of being a man i guess do they mansplain things it's only for men no they did actually open up another course where women are invited to do what the men do in their men course i kind of call bullshit on it because it's really rough on them oh really and it's like oh men when from the time they're little they're like told that they can't have this or they can't do this and it's just bullshit stuff that maybe some men kind of identify with yeah and then they're like um so is the women one they just talk about periods no they I think they talk about like how the world sees women and how okay yeah listen I know periods are natural but they're gross I'm sorry you think they're gross I talk about them nonstop. gross I saw a commercial the other day I think it was a commercial for pads and they actually used red liquid and I was grossed out I'm sorry you were grossed out I'm sorry I know periods are red I get one I'm a woman yeah but I think it's disgusting I want the blue liquid oh my god for the next week I'm gonna send you free bleeding please don't or pictures please don't I am. I don't like it. I've I've said I think I've said before I also hate the word penis and vagina. I don't yeah. like those words. We use penis and vagina. I understand lot. that they're necessary words for your children to yeah. know and my children know them. Yeah. But I don't like them. You're more like a hoo ha having I'm more of a I will call <laughs> it a begonia and a wiener. <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation. We have. We've had this Sorry, conversation Sorry, carry before. on. I like those words anyways. I like the really bad ones. Um, carry on with your Nexium. You kind of really have to watch it to get into it. Basically, the men's group is just permission for men to act like men and then using how they were raised as reasons to act the way they act like a bunch of, I don't know, posturing idiots. Yeah. The Society of Protectors. Like dudes? They're, they're masquerading it like they're a man's job is to protect a woman so she could be the best she could be. Lame. But that's not what it really is. It's just a bunch of dudes being able to see it from women's perspective. And one of the guys is like, we were never, you know, in my whole life, we were never taught to like how to deal with women or see it from women's perspectives and blah, 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 blah. Just bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> and Janessa, again, kind of about empowering women, the women's group for women. The other group is DOS, which is the, the most elite group with the sex slaves. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the pyramid scheme. So when you when you join, basically, there is something called so you can start to coach. OK, so um, once you've kind of been taking the courses and you learn and you're doing really well, they recommend that you coach other people like a life coach. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. So you can run EMs at some point. OK. And they call this the stripe path. And that's basically like the group's ranking system for coaches. As soon as you kind of join, you get the white sash. Sounds like karate. There's that. It is. Remember, he's a jiu-jitsu champion. That's true. Okay, yes. So you get white sashes when you're students. Um, Coaches get yellow sashes. Then next up from coaches, they're called proctors. Okay. And they get orange sashes. And then there's senior proctors, which get green sashes. sashes. I think you only make money when you're a senior proctor or a proctor okay so you don't make money in the first few and apparently you move up very quickly (laughs) and then you don't move up to the level where you make money for a very long time yeah so like a pyramid scheme yes yeah pretty much so yeah the only proctors can 
senior proctors can do the ESP courses, which are the courses that like the with the EMs and really teaching and digging and stuff like that. The higher ups don't usually run them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when you're like, if you're a proctor, a senior proctor, and you need an EM, then you'll get the highest ranking members will, or Vanguard will run your EM or whatever. I could be wrong about some of this. It's very, there's a lot of information out there. It's kind of hard to to follow all of it all the time. There are some weird things like the ethicist course. Um, when they were in the ethicist course, they were talking about how um, they were shown movies, a lot of movies about um, people sacrificing for the greater good. Ooh, um, sounds like a cult to me. Yep, and like they were either sacrifice themselves for a good, like for their for a god, how like Olympians did for gods, um, or for glory. It's basically like what terrorist groups use as well. It's it's all coercion and it's all it's just scary to think about but what you call it it's indoctrination basically and it's it's a basically a mind control routine right okay all, I like, like you have like notes I all do over have notes the place everywhere. over there like you've got your ipad because, you have a notebook you have like a random piece of paper so i'm so like i'm usually so organized but it's actually hard to organize the notes for this because this is just like a shit show like it's just <laughs> every everything's bad about it so basically with indoctrination it's like basically mind a mind control troll regime to program people's belief and obedience so this ethicist course is basically trying to promote the belief that you sacrifice yourself for basically keith okay right the organization right you don't matter in the in seduced um india says that she when she was like going through it she was like yeah i would do anything for him i would die for him like when she was in that course she was thinking like her mind started to warp to yeah. think that way and like she didn't see it at that time but she felt it at that time are you getting to a place where it's almost part two i am getting to i a place feel where i feel like we're getting two. there yeah i can feel it yeah so it kind of you're like well, at first you're kind of like why is this to most people you're like it's obvious that this is a cult but how do people go from these classes mm-hmm. to branding themselves and basically becoming slaves, sex slaves. And why are they sex slaves? Do you know anything about this? Again, like I've heard podcasts and stuff, but sometimes I'm doing work at work, so I don't retain everything that I hear. Okay. <laughs> so some of the um, crimes that have, I'm just kind of going to wrap this up. So some of the crimes that the leaders of Nexium are kind of facing are things like fraud. Yes, that makes sense. Obviously. Yeah. Extortion. Uh-huh. Usual stuff. Yeah, coercion. There is one about like holding people against their will in the other country. But where does sex trafficking come into? I don't know. You tell me. So the sex trafficking comes in with DOS, which is one of the other groups. And it is for, it starts with kind of a top echelon. It's basically a sex slave. And this is where the, the trafficking comes into. So we're going to talk about that next time. Okay. So um, stay tuned for part two in yeah. two weeks. <laughs> There is a lot. There is there's a dead girl. There's kept somebody held in captivity. There's child. There's what's her name? Allison Mack. Allison Mack. Smallville. And I'll talk a little bit about the funding, which is why it's so hard to leave the cult. Why it's been so hard to speak out or catch him on like child rape charges and stuff. Awesome. So Can't that's wait. just. I know it's a lot to dive into. It's not as organized as I would have liked it. But I like that you gave the backstory, so that in the next episode you can go into like the crimes and the stuff. gross stuff. The next yeah. stuff is like the the dis- grit. Yeah, it's kind of gross. And I will have way better, uh, way better notes. (laughs) Just get a little more organized. I know, I will be a little more organized for it, I promise. 
Well, that was great. So what's kind of your palate cleanser, your throwback now? My throwback is Y2K. Twenty. I feel like 2020 is like, I guess people like, what did you say in your Christmas card? The dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like uh, everybody's kind of a little on edge. And the last time everybody was on edge around a new year was Y2K. I definitely was very anxious about it. Were you? I am naturally an anxious person. So when they were talking about, and because I'm from Oshawa, so we were kind of in between two power plants mm. because we were between Pickering and Darlington. So when all of this stuff came out of like Y2K, like computers aren't going to know what year it is and things are going to explode and shut down. I was like, oh my God, we're going to have like a nuclear meltdown. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was a different information time too. It was just like yeah. you were told this and whether you got it or not, why it would possibly happen. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't today where you have 7 million conspiracy theories and whatever that you can look at and yeah. all different news and media. It was just basically like this could happen. Yep. This is going to be a Deal thing. Deal with it. So yeah, I, I was so anxious. I was so nervous about it. I remember lying in bed, I think a few days before New Year's and my mom had to come up and like console me and be like, it's going to be fine. Don't worry. And I was like, no, it's not. We're not going to be fine. Like I was on Aww, edge. Oh, that's sad. Because you were probably I'm, what, like 16? Um, For 2000, probably like 18 because I would have been oh, 20 older. Yeah. in 2002. So yeah, probably like 18-ish. I was turning 15. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that probably makes sense. I was babysitting. Yeah. I was like, ah, shit happens. I'm like that all the time. I'm still like that as an adult. Ah, I shit think, happens. It I happens. Think I we'll figure it out. I purposely wanted to see like the New Year's like in Australia and stuff to make sure they were okay. The, yeah, they're, they're ahead like, of us, right? Yeah. yeah. One of my friends lives in Australia and I always say like you live in the future because she's always the first yeah. person to say happy birthday to me on Facebook and oh, it's always it's the day before. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. <laughs> I like it. Like you I mean, why didn't they just do that? Look like 7 a.m. in Australia. They're fine. Like yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully this year. Is... Just remember, it was like such a hoopla. It really was. Yeah. It truly was. So my throwback is Lisa Frank. Ooh, Do you Lisa, Lisa Frank. Frank? Of course I remember Lisa Frank. Yeah, I had, so they were like colorful, whimsical, like stickers mm-hmm. and binders and just anything that... I think I was in grade five at the height of my Lisa Frank obsession. So I was probably 11-ish. And What's the equivalent of like Lisa Frank to people today? Lisa Frank is still, you can still get Lisa Frank stuff. Yeah? Oh, I just got a Lisa Frank eyeshadow palette from Morphe. It has oh. unicorns on it. I'll show you two before you yeah. go. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love it. Like I was obsessed. I was part of the Lisa Frank fan club. Yeah. I think it was like the only fun, cool thing you could get. Like, I don't know. Not a lot of people were into it. No, it was very cutesy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It had like, like I said, like whimsical, like unicorns and teddy bears and aliens and cats and puppies and yeah. And they were like bright fluorescent colors. And oh my gosh, I loved it. Yeah. And I think, I don't think it was like a popular thing. Like I think it was like the kiki. Maybe. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah. I think Mila Kunis was, um, she was in some of the commercials for it. Oh, really? Yeah. I like Lisa Frank. Yes, I also like, and I like Mila Kunis. She's also, she's awesome. How can you not love her? I know. Did you know that she was like engaged to Macaulay Culkin? I think I knew that. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, because they're both child actors and lovable and it's just a bizarre fact to me. So yeah, that's, that's my throwback. I, still, I love it. I still love Lisa Frank. I still have like a bunch of stickers and I'm actually stationary. surprised you don't have like Lisa Frank on your laptop there that I'm looking at because you got I, you have to put one Lisa Frank sticker on it. Done. I have, a, I have a Lisa Frank t-shirt. It's like two kittens in a sneaker. See, I think, yeah, I think I've seen Lisa Frank more recently in like the fashion well, world. Because I think it's a throwback, Yeah, right? it is a throwback and that like, stuff's it's, cool it's now. It's coming yeah. back because people my age have like nostalgia for it. I think we used to put the stickers on our shoes and stuff. Oh, I had all the stickers. Yeah. So yeah, that's my throwback. Good throwback. 
So I like it. Hopefully that wasn't too confusing. If we have offended you, go fuck yourself. <gasps> I'm just kidding. Oh I'm my goodness. Kidding. You said that to our listener. I know. Right. <laughs> Do you have... that I said listener? <laughs> you know who you are. Was it your cousin or something? My niece. Your niece. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, listener. We did not offend her. Hello, Megan's niece. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us. She will love I it. I love you. I don't know if we're allowed to use their names yet, but stay posted. Well, if she gives us permission, then we'll say it next time. Okay, we will. But yeah, no, feel free to send us hate mail. We'll deal with it as it comes. Yeah, I don't care. And uh, stay tuned for more Nexium. And we don't even know what else we're going to cover yet. So I don't know. To TBD. Exactly. So happy New Year. We're not superstitious. But we're a little stitious. Yes, Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. You said bye. Yes. Whee. <laughs> okay, bye for real.